Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. Here we go again. It's fall here in the U.S., and we have families getting back to, you know, the normal, the norm, whatever the norm is, right, the new norm. Um, But kids are back to school. Because this was such a challenge for me as a child, I would like to talk about kids and the anxiety that they experience And I know that you guys have heard me say some of the things I'm going to bring up today, but maybe you'll hear it differently, you know. My intention and my hope always with this podcast is to help you navigate life in a more loving and powerful way, to help you with your own consciousness expanding, to help you with your own evolution as we move through life. Kids carry a heavy load. And when I sat down a few minutes ago, because I I knew that this podcast was going to be done. I knew this yesterday. So I sat down, I started writing, writing out my notes and things. And what I'm looking at right now is literally a diagram. There's a child in the middle of the circle. And we have the following around the circle, right? So this is like surrounding the child, basically. Parents, school, teachers, home, friends, family, loved ones. And this is just in the initial me sitting down, getting clear on what we're talking about. This goes a lot more deeply. And I won't, uh, well, I'm not quite sure where this will go, actually. (laughs) So I shouldn't say that. All right, so let's talk about this. So I know that for me as a child, wow. Life was so filled with many things, right? And the older you get, it just feels like more and more. I would not want to be a child in, uh, in school right now, um, having experienced the limitations uh, within myself, I guess, because I always felt like people never got enough out of me. That's how I felt as a child. I was never good enough. I was never doing it enough. I had a tricky upbringing because I really didn't start formal school until third grade, if any of you know my story. Not only did I not start school until third grade, but I went into a parochial education at third grade. And if you didn't already feel terrible about yourself, those nuns were going to make you feel bad. The majority. That's what I experienced. And so when you're a child, I really feel like every moment you're trying to get through and you're trying to deal. I honestly feel like that. We wonder why children have anxiety. Well, I'll tell you why children have anxiety. Because they feel pressure from every person in their life. You know, you listening to this, you might be the teacher, you might be the parent, you might be the grandmother, the grandfather, you might be whoever in this child's life, and you might be thinking, well, this is crazy. I love this child. Yes, you do. But us as children, we can feel a lot of pressures from you because maybe for a few reasons. First of all, we have to understand that these children are wired for higher consciousness. So what that means is, in it, you know, in addition to that, well, what goes along with that, I'll say, is this ultra sensitivity in these these gifts that they have they discern constantly they're they're 
constantly tapping into, you know, we used to use the term the sixth sense. These kids have a lot more than the sixth sense. These children and, and kids in general, they know when you're being honest. They know when you're not dealing well in life. They know when you're having problems with your spouse, your partner. They know when Nana and Papa are saying, oh, good job, how are you? How are you doing in school? They know their grandparent loves them, but they also feel the pressure because the question keeps coming up and coming up. And I did this to my own kids, which is so bizarre, right? I was the kid who experienced all these pressures, but I didn't really wake up until you know, later in my years when, when my kids were, they were older. There's no shame and blame here. Okay. Look, we're all on the same page, but I want to have this candid conversation because we can help our kids. This is a really important time in our own evolution and these children's evolution. All of us, all humans on this planet at this time, we're literally here to raise our frequency in all ways, we're becoming more thoughtful, more aware, more conscious of what we're doing, how we're behaving, how we affect other people. That's, this is all part of this puzzle. So when it comes to our kids, you know, I'm just going to rattle off these different areas and talk a little bit about them. Let's use friends, for example. Friends are wonderful to have. It depends on what a friend really is. Kids are all trying to deal so kids are the outlet, unfortunately, for what happens at home, right? They take on a lot of energy. Uh, they take on mom and dad's problems. They take on what mom and dad need from them, right? So if there's a lot of achievement and goals that are really important in the household, your child is very aware of everything that you expect and that you need. They hear it all the time, even though you might not realize that you share it all the time. They hear conversations, they hear your tone, they see your expression. When they show you something, they're taking in this information constantly. When it comes to friends, how happy are the friends? You know, how supported are these friends? Look, it would be great if kids could just go to school, come home and go hang out by the creek for the rest of the day and hang out in nature and ride bikes and do this and do that. But we're in a different, we're in a different time. Life has become very fast. It's like no one's paying attention to the balance of life in a lot of ways. If you have a child in school, it's more, 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 right? It's always more, more, more. For example, the school, the school has an agenda. Friends have an agenda. <laughs> the school has an agenda. So that means the teachers have an agenda, right? And remember, teachers are human beings. Teachers are dealing with their own life, and life has been quite turned up right now, right? So the teachers are showing up the best way they're able. Then they have guidelines, and they have things that they have to do and abide by, right? And I, I, I'm sure that a lot of teachers are feeling the pressure of, this is crazy, where did the teaching go? There's not as much teaching, and it's more about uh, teaching the program, I guess. Whatever the agenda is that the school and the guidelines, what they want these children 
to learn, right? So everyone is dealing in their own way and everyone is also doing their best. And then you talk about home and at home, we have our must do's and our do nots and we have our chores, right? And then we have the personalities within the home and all the personalities within the home are doing their best along with the pressures that they're experiencing. This is, this is why we're talking about this because if you're a kid, you're it's coming at you from all angles. I was having a conversation with um, someone yesterday who has children who are young. And, you know, we were talking about dinner, for example. And she said, yeah, it's crazy. Families are now having dinner in the car because they're trying to squeeze in one more activity and they're trying to get from one thing to the next. And I have clients who have kids that are this age, you know, and look, every family does it their way, but I am aware that I dinner for me when I was raising my kids was really important. I, I didn't quite understand it, but I knew that a wholesome idea was sitting around a dinner table, even though there may have been squabbling and yelling <laughs> and screaming, at least we were sitting at a dinner table. It's funny. Um, and we wouldn't eat until seven, eight o'clock at night, depending on everyone's schedules. And I had three kids and a lot of activities. I was, I was too getting caught up in this sea, in this ocean of chaos, if you will. And I wanna talk about this because when we get caught up in the wave of all the chaos, what are we teaching our children? We're losing sight of balance. We're teaching our children, keep going, keep going on the hamster wheel. It's not enough, you have to do this. They're watching, they're watching you, they're watching the way you handle life or the way you don't handle life. Children are learning from you, right? They're learning from everyone who's a participant in their life. They're also learning to forget about how they feel, honor what your obligation is. And that's an old program. And I'm definitely here to bust this one because it's not supposed to be losing sight of you and how you feel. It is about learning how to navigate life, but preserving you. Your life experience is the only thing that will matter when you're on your deathbed. How did you feel? How did you live your life? Are you happy with the way your relationships went? Or are you gonna be the person that wishes that you were more connected and you knew your children better? And you spent more time going out and catching butterflies in the afternoon when the kids get home from school versus running off to ballet, gymnastics, you know, soccer, archery, whatever. We as parents know when it's an imbalance, but I will be honest with you. I was caught up in the wave and the wave was more and more and more. And one of my children was a very good tennis player and you know that dominated life we got caught up in it you know my partner and I he got more caught up in it than I did because I had two children at home I was like me managing the other the other two managing listen to that right I mean that's that's where I was and this is where you might be but this is important because our children struggle with anxiety and we're medicating these children Anxiety is a natural alarm. Anxiety is telling you something. Anxiety is, is giving us the hint to look deeper within self. 
what's really going on within the emotional state. Well, no wonder children are having emotional things, honestly. This is a challenging place to live. But what are we putting in our children's bodies, right? Is the food that they're eating on a regular basis laced with, with dyes and colors and neurotoxins and neuroexcitatory neuroexcit- ingredients? There's a lot of stuff in our food. We're going to be learning a lot more about this in the coming time, and it's going to surprise a lot of people. The types of things that we've just been thinking was so innocent that we're handing our children wanting to fuel their bodies, right? So I encourage you to actually look deeper into how we're fueling the body, right? If you want, we want our children to be calm. If if they're eating like dyes and preservatives and all this corn syrup and all of these other things that we thought were natural ingredients and they're really putting our nervous systems into overdrive, that's going to add to anxiety. That's going to add to what I can handle, what I can't handle. We don't want our children to be lost at sea and drowning in the middle of the ocean without a life vest. We don't even want them to get to that place. So parents, I appeal to you because we have an opportunity to be brave and to step into another way of doing something. It might take, you know what? Because I had to pull back. I had to say, okay, each of you, because I have three kids, each of you cannot have three activities. It is no way am I doing that. Because I knew, at least I knew a little bit that what it was doing to me was at a disadvantage for the family because then I was going to be bitchy and I was going to unravel at some point, right? Because it's not normal to be able to keep it together when we're dealing with all this craziness. You know, happy children start with happy parents. Calm children uh, really begin with the calm parents. Our children are learning from us. So what are you teaching them? What are you showing them? And what are you putting upon them? Remember, this isn't shame and judgment here. I'm being your friend. I'm like, hey, Dudes and dudettes, do it differently. And you can. I can help you do it differently. We can. If we take a stand, we can all do it differently. And we can actually make it glamorous and, you know, the new thing to actually start empowering ourselves and to say, no, enough is enough. We need to get back to nature. We need to get back to wholesome, legit wholesome eating and ways of life that support us that support our nervous systems so that we don't have to experience this assault and this barrage on our senses all of the time. I mean, as it is too, and I'm, I'm not going to go down this road too much, but think about the electronics. Think about the frequency that's coming off these electronics. That alone is not something that our nervous systems really want to have to deal with. So we have to look at the child in the middle of the circle and all of the things that they're dealing with because there's, there's a lot. And we have to say, okay, what is around the circle supporting my child? What is actually boosting them and helping them? Or is it that they're just in the middle and they're dealing and they're doing the best way that they can? So that's the visual that I want you to remember when you think about your child. Trust me, parents, they're doing the best that they can. And if you think that they're being lazy and you think that they have an attitude and you think this and you think that, I believe you couldn't be farther from the truth. 
they might not trust enough to share the truth of what's going on with them. And I would like to change this for all of us, really. I would like children to feel like they can actually trust their teachers, trust their parents, trust their family members. And it's not that you, you did anything horrible, right? And, and it's not that you're going to remember anything that you did. But our children are just, it's almost like I think they're disseminating in every single moment. They're like getting hits on, is this true? How, you know, is this an agenda driven thing? Is this, they're getting a lot of information at one time. So they know the truth. They're wired for truth. And that's a big part of this. I will often hear parents say, my children don't talk to me. I don't know why they don't talk to me. And, and you might feel like you're doing a great job. And, and it's not that you're not. But let me just bring you up to speed here because this is something that I, I, I have dealt with. Children can only talk to us or will only want to when they can trust us. Not that we did anything again, but there are reasons why our children might not trust us. They may sense that our agenda and what we want them to achieve, they may sense that we have something that's more important than them, sadly enough. Think about that. You know, it's like, I need a little Susie or little Johnny to win this tennis match more than I want them to be able to be happy riding their bike up and down the street on a Saturday afternoon. How would the child feel about that? Or do we have them in an impossible schedule where they can't really say yes or no? Maybe that's not a good example. That's what was happening in my household. And my child who was playing tennis isn't even here for the conversation. But that's just an example. You know, if you have somebody who's on a fast track and they're getting burned out, well, they did. this child did get burned out. They did. They were going too hard too fast. And thank God his, his father and I were able to to say, oh yeah, wow, dude, let's let's pull it back. This is not healthy for anybody. But we, we don't always have that awareness as parents because we too are dealing with so much. Kids know things are off, right? And they know that it's not supposed to, we're not supposed to be putting the cart before the horse, yet that's what we've learned to do. Put everything before the, the person. Put everything. Don't look inside of yourself. Don't check in with yourself to see how your your experiences and how you're feeling. Just keep doing outside of you. And so this world that we live in is filled with distraction and pulling ourselves away from our inner world. Yet the inner world is the place where the peace and the magic really happens. And so I am going to wrap this up. I'm going to leave you with this. Start becoming more aware. Start tapping in to yourself and your child in the moment. Start asking questions, right? You can, you can ask questions that are more open-ended. It's got to be a little bit more than, how was your day today, honey? How did school go? My daughter used to hate that I would ask that question. And I was like, what? Really? Am I offending you when I ask that question? So, you know, it, it's, it's a funny thing. But that put pressure on her. Um, not that I was meaning to, but I was really curious about how the day went. But for her, that was just like, it was the worst thing I could have said. So, you know, maybe you try things like, hey, you know, what was the best part of your day? What was, you know, what do you wish would have gone differently? You know, um, what do you like about your friends and what, what is challenging for you or your teachers? What do you wish would change, right? 
ask them open-ended questions where we can begin the conversation, right? It's, it's thinking a little bit differently. We're very, we're very automatic in our world. So it's about stopping and becoming more conscious about what we're asking and the delivery of how we're asking that. So, hey guys, love to you all. Good luck with the kids and the anxiety and getting started. And uh, I hope you have a great one and I'll talk to you soon.